What's up, guys? Welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. And I am Robert Parker. And uh, this is PWCA. I don't know why I think about that, because I know it's this. this is PWCA, the podcast that cool acronym where it's all phase and verb all the time. And Matt, dude, we get to talk about a, a really special episode today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I have been looking – since we had the idea to do this show – I have been really looking forward to this episode. Yes, because this is Dude, We Are Getting the Band Back Together. Yes. Uh, we, we already, last week, this is the very, that was the very first episode of Made the Firm to exceed the usual 15 minute runtime. This is another, this is another one that is a full 30. And this one, it, pro- it proves why they needed it. So let's not waste any time. You know, uh, yeah. Roberts, what, what's the setup for this one? Yeah, so, I mean, you're definitely right. This is one of the episodes. This is probably the episode that really showcases what they can do with a full runtime. But what happens is it is Candace and Phineas and Ferb's parents' anniversary. Uh, But uh, Ferb's dad, Lawrence, forgot. He forgot their anniversary. No, you can't can't forget the anniversary. (laughs) Yeah, that's an oof right there. That's a a big Uh, oof. It's a big oof. Linda is obviously rightfully upset by that. Rightfully. Rightfully. Rightfully upset because that's a big deal. Uh, so Candace and Phineas and Ferb take on the task of trying to help their dad out in his time of crisis. Uh, they ask him if he has any treasured memories. So, of course, where does he keep his treasured memories? A in toolbox. a toolbox in the garage. It's, so, it's kind of uh, he her, hereditary for them. Yeah, he he uh, pulls out his toolbox and it is a cassette tape of Linda's favorite band, Love Handle, um, which is the cassette tape basically tells the story of Love Handle. It's basically just saying how they were a band, uh, they had one huge huge hit. Oh, well, and also you know they they took to, they took it to a concert and like you know this is like. He's he, Lawrence, as you would expect him to be when on the early of dating, because like he was very timid, he was very shy, and then yeah. they got like the spotlight on them, and like the ba- the leasing of the band is like, "What are you waiting on, dude? Kiss her!" And that was yeah, don't just stand there, man, kiss her. <laughs> yeah, and that was like uh, that was like their very first kiss. Exactly, and... it's the first night they kissed. It was their first date, I believe, uh, and that was so. This is the story of you know lawrence and linda's relationship basically and then the cassette also tells the story about the band and how the band ended up broken uh, well, no, breaking well, no, well, no, well no what happens when they decide to get the band back together they go online they find like a whole like vh1 oh you're right you're absolutely they, right they find yeah, like a whole like vh1 just... behind the music style documentary yep. about them and i do i do remember that funny, like for a moment their ballad snuck away in my heart snuck its way it's number one at the top of the chart stayed there for 11 consecutive minutes. Yeah, for 11 consecutive minutes. And then, due to infighting, or infighting between the band members and a dwindling fan base, uh... The, 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 li- the lines, lines were drawn. The lines were crossed. The, li- the lines were eventually erased. The piece of paper was crumpled up and thrown away. And love <laughs> handle was no more. Yeah, which is a great, great comedic line. Um, but yeah, so it turns out that the concert that they kissed that was actually Love Handle's um, farewell concert is the last one they ever played. But Phineas and Ferb and Candace work together as a team to get the band back together for a reunion concert for their mom's anniversary. Yeah, I find that coincidentally all three of these guys are still are still in town. We find weirdly, out, they're all in Danville. Yeah, weirdly. Uh, I find out the bass player, Bobby Fabulous, runs the salon. The drummer, uh, Sherman... Sherman Williams? I can't remember. It's just, I just know him as Sherman. Sherman Williams is a paint company. Sherman Williams is a paint company. My God. <laughs> 
Swampy. I'm sorry. Swampy Sh- is the yeah, name. His real name is Sherman. His real name is Sherman, but Swampy, Swampy is the name of the – yeah. He works yeah. part of the public library, and then Danny, he's, he's the only one in the music business. He runs a music shop. Apparently, that is also on Main Street. So they uh, – you know, Candace decides to go keep Mom busy while Facebook yep. go and try and, you know, be the Nick Fury of, of Daniel and try to recruit these band members for they this the, one concert. They- they assemble the Avengers. Uh, assemble Love Handle. Love Handle Assemble. Yeah. Which, yeah. by the way, can we talk about how Love Handle is, like, kind of an innuendo? Yeah. <laughs> because, like, obviously, this is a show that is made for children, but it is one with so much, so many comedic layers that adults can really connect with it and rewatch it as well. Um, which. Like, the band name Love Handle, like, come on. Yeah, like, you know what you're doing. You know yeah. what you're doing. Yeah, they know. They know. Um, but yeah, yeah. so I was just going to say, before they actually rec- recruit Danny in his music shop, uh, we should probably shift briefly over to Dr. Doofenshmirtz and Perry the Potipus. Uh, Doofenshmirtz is at the Doofenshmirtz Abandoned Self-Storage, which is just a big warehouse, and he is... Uh, decorating for Vanessa's 16th birthday party. And obviously we've seen Vanessa before, very goth-like, uh, you know, dressed in all black leather, all that kind of fun stuff. All that stuff that Ferb is into. And, Apparently. Uh, Doof is decorating with, like, bright pinks and purples and, like, like he's planning for a four-year-old's birthday party. Uh, and he enlists <laughs> Harry's help uh, to help him finish decorating, you know, putting up uh, balloons and streamers and all this fun stuff. No, yeah. So it was like, you, you know, let, 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 let's break bed bread for today, and I'll help you set this up. So you know, he starts setting up. He's like, oh yeah, and then the finale is uh, it's a giant rocket, and I'm gonna launch this guy and make a big fireworks show. So uh, here's the awkward part. <laughs> and, and he ties Perry to the rocket. And by awkward, and by awkward, I mean for you, not so much for me. <laughs> Uh, good, good help is so hard to find. But anyways, so going back to the boys' plot. So yeah, Can- Candace. By the way, she's talked to Stacey, and this whole word of love handle reuniting has just spread throughout the tri-state area immensely, immensely fast. Yeah, like it, yeah, everybody's getting on the cell phone. Oh, love handles reunion. Love handle. Love handle. Love handle. And suddenly, you know, hundreds of people have their phones out talking about love handle. And of course, uh, Phineas uh, and. Phineas gets on the call with Isabella, and he says how they need a stage, they need, you know, some event planning to help make this go off with a hitch, and the Fireside Girls are already on it, building a stage in their front yard. Yeah, so uh, the first stop is, like we said, uh, the lead singer, Danny, which yes. uh, is named, well, clearly named after uh, uh, show creator Dan Pobmeyer. Yep. I think it's best yep. as they pronounce his name. Uh, but yeah, so they're all they're all going. They're 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 there. He they're trying to he's trying to sell a guitar to a guy, but he's like, it's a rock and roll guitar for rock and roll only, which appreciates what he was playing. So I don't know why he was a this guy in the first place. Regardless, yeah, right. Regardless, uh, you know, he's talking to he's he's that guy who like you can tell like music was so just important to his life, and he's yeah, wanted to absolutely. bring that joy to other people, and like you know. Like he and this is song. This is the first song of the episode. This is actually there's several in this one. This song is I think it's just called "History of Rock and Roll." Yes, it is. Yeah. 
Yeah. Or history of rock, I think. History of rock, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, taking them through like all like the major eras of rock and roll. So you start with, uh, you know, like the 50s, like the swing, the, the swing and blues era. You go to the 60s, um, the, the psychedelic era. Yeah. It's uh, funk all through. And, yeah, like the, the songs in this episode are – these are top notch just for these are top notch just on the show period just for this episode yeah. like these, all these every songs every single every single song in this episode is spectacular yeah for sure so uh yeah they they go through this whole song and they go through a psychedelic funk heavy metal and yeah i mean this, <laughs> the song ends is he decides to you know he decides that he he will come in and join the he, he will come in and he will join the the Rock and Roll Union concert. But he's like, good luck getting the other guys. I'm the easy one. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. The, the, um, and also the guy who they brought back is, uh, he's like, the spirit of rock and roll is called out to me. He's like, awesome. That would be $1,500. Yeah, exactly. Which, I mean, honestly, musical equipment is expensive. It is. But, it really is. Uh, as Danny said, convincing the other guys are going to be tough. But Phineas and Ferb are up to the challenge. They're waiting outside Bobby Fabulous's uh, hair salon, which is what he runs. He was the bass player, and he was the pretty boy. And, you know, they're going to try to convince him. But, you know, if they can't talk to him, Ferb has other plans. Ferb is dressed in, like, a a outfit. He's got a mace. He's ready to mace some fools. Ferb is ready to throw hands. He's he's ready to throw some hands. But the problem is, uh, at the same time, uh, Bobby Fabulous happens just so happens to be Linda's hairdresser. Yeah, exactly. They uh, they walk into the hair salon and they see their mom and they're on the phone with Candace, who is also in the salon with Linda. And they basically want to try to keep Linda distracted long enough for Phineas and Ferb to convince Bobby to come back to the band. Um, I, I, which, I mean, people, we should have seen that coming because, like, you look at Bobby Fabulous. His hairstyle is—it's literally like they just like took the same hairstyle and was, like pasted oh, yeah. on another person. It is literally the, a different color. It's white instead of uh, like orange or ginger, but it is the exact same hair that Linda has. Exactly, hundred you know, percent the same. You know, trying to convince him, he's just and first of all, he's like, he's like, you red like red red much right until last season and mid and mid century France has hasn't been in for for, for centuries. Yeah, and you know, trying to convince him back, he's just like, yeah, no. And plus, like. You don't, need, you don't even need me. I just play bass in the background, which that's a dilemma that, let's be honest, all bass players at Paul McCartney face in their lives. Yep. Um, but eventually, Phineas appeals to his ego, or really it appeals to his look. His, his more stylistic nature. Exactly. Starts singing the song Fabulous, which uh, is basically just a song. It's not as good, in my opinion, as, as History of Rock. It's no, still, I, I, I agree. Still, it's still better than almost like a lot of other songs and a lot of other episodes. Yeah, well, um, yeah, like this fabulous would be the best song in any other episode. Yep. Unfortunately, uh, it's in an episode that also has "Ain't Got Rhythm," "History of Rock," and "Stuck Away to My Heart." My heart, yeah. But uh, as fabulous goes on, Bobby, we realize yeah, how egotistical he is, but. Phineas and Ferb do end up convincing him throughout the course of the song that the band does need him. In fact, the the title of the song is, or excuse me, the title of the episode is set in the song. It like it during one of the verses, it rhymes and Phineas just goes, "Dude, we're getting the band back together." Yeah. Uh, but the whole salon joins in this big musical number as Candace continues to try to keep Linda's head like underwater or in a, a dryer. A hair dryer. Yeah, which, all stuff. Yeah, anything so just she doesn't hear the fact that her boys are apparently in the salon. 
Exactly. But eventually they do end up convincing Bobby and they set off to try to convince the last one, the drummer, Swampy, obviously named after Jeff Swampy Marsh, who is the co-creator of the show and ex Dan Poppenmeyer. Uh, so they go to the public library where a uh, weird place for a drummer of a rock band to now work in the quiet of a library. Uh, but he goes, uh, oh, you know, Swampy, that was another life. My name's Sherman. Uh, he had a big accident where he fell asleep in a metronome factory and lost his sense of rhythm. So now he just sits there stamping library books. Yeah, but although, like, you hear, like, he's, like, he's got, like, a certain beat to it. He's got, like, a certain beat to it when he's doing it. And, yeah, it's where we launched into a song where uh, ain't, ain't Got Rhythm. Which I think, is, like, oh, an award-winning song. I think it won, like... An Emmy, yeah. Yeah, it won an Emmy, for for, for a good reason. I, I do... I, I will stand by it. I think this is the best song of the episode. I think this is the best song of the series. Ooh, really? I'm not... Yeah, that's... I don't think that's an over-exaggeration to say this is... This is my favorite song of the entire show. Damn. Well, no, yeah, this is, this, is, this is a really good one. We, we also should mention yeah. that uh, Sher, at, uh, Sherman or Swampy is voiced by uh, Steve Zahn. Yeah, He's actually, yeah, which is really cool. Uh, but he, oh yeah, and uh, Jared Reddick, uh, J- Jared Reddick voices Danny, the lead singer of uh, Bowling for Soup, who also sings the the show's theme song. So yeah, yeah like a, a lot of a lot of good sh- synergy in there. But yeah, uh, first of all. Uh, Steve Zahn's a surprisingly good singer. Yeah, yeah. And this song is great. It's like, it's rhythmic, but it's also melodic. It's, you know, so I ain't got rhythm. Yeah, it, it just, it just start, it starts off like really slow and then just gets slowly keeps, per, keeps progressing. Exactly. And Phineas and Ferb join in in the music, uh, which, you know, they do a little bit in History of Rock and they sing a little bit in uh, Fabulous, but they really get into this one and eventually... Uh, Swampy realizes he still has his sense of rhythm and he goes for it. He joins the band and we now have all three band members ready for their reunion concert. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And yeah, yeah, I mean, this, this, you stick by like, the, the, the incredible arc that you know, Swampy goes to just just in this one song. Yeah. It's, 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 real, it's really good. It's like great writing on the, on the part of on the, on the part of the writers and creators of the show. And I, I just looked it up. So it turns out uh, I Ain't Got Rhythm did not win an Emmy. It was nominated. It didn't win. It should have, but it did not. Okay, yeah. Thanks for checking that for me. I knew I knew it was nominated, but I thought it won. It should have won. Probably should have. Uh, but anyways, so yeah, they got, all, they got all three. And, you know, meanwhile, while, while all this is going on, the dad is trying to put together a quick anniversary uh, he calls like a company. It's called like Love on the Run or something like that. Yeah, he calls Love on the Run uh, for basically for people who forget important occasions. Yeah, uh, and he admits that he forgot his anniversary. So this woman in a heart costume jumps out and starts singing about anniversaries, and it's a little bit cringe. Um, but it's, it's, just, it's, just, it's yeah, it's it's, it's that, that's supposed to be. It's supposed to be like the worst, like. Supposed to be like the kind of the kind of thing that a guy who forgot your anniversary would put would put together last minute. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it actually goes horribly awry. Uh, stuff gets set on fire with candles. Uh, a hose gets broken off of the side of their house. Everything gets put out, but everything is absolutely ruined. Um, and uh, Lawrence is distraught because Linda, of course, will be home soon. Uh, her and Candace went to the mall to try on fancy dresses. Um, 
Yeah. But yeah, Laura, the door he, open. He, he's just like, son, uh, I'm going to have to go away for a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. The, uh, people, the, people are not going to – your mom is not going to be happy. So uh, it's going to be the last time you see me for a little while. Uh, but yeah, then, definitely. You know, the garage were open to see that uh, love handle is at he the garage. He sees love handle in his garage, and the look on his face is priceless. Yeah, so, you know, they're sitting there, you know – the three of them, this you get the sense that this is the first time they've been together in a very long time. Yeah, they they're still bickering. Uh, Swampy got like, the drummer got like some cake out of the garbage. The <laughs> yeah, stuff he's just like, like that's the cake from the trash. You let good cake go to waste. Yeah, you can't let good cake go to waste. And then they like start talking to, they start bickering, and then they're like, "This is why Love Handle fell apart in the first place." And he goes, "No, it was infighting due to pressures from a dwindling new fan, fan base. base." It's like, where'd you hear that? Isn't that special? <laughs> you saw that too? Did I look fat? Yeah. I thought I looked fat. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the the guys from Love Handle are not really uh, looking forward to their concert. Obviously, they are very upset at each other still. When the door opens and they see and hear all of their screaming, adoring fans outside of the stage, they walk out onto the stage momentarily. Um, but yeah, they see how much people really love them. Yeah, and they see how much like cause even even the lead singer Dan was just like, like besides you and your dad, like what fans? And they open the garage and see like tons of people are there, hundreds of people, hundreds. And you know that, that that's not the case with any band, just like. If you get like any band who was apparently this huge come back together, you're going to get that kind of fan base, that, that kind of fan base to turn up for a reunion concert. That, that's yeah. just how it goes. Uh, so yeah, that, that, gives, that gives them the encouragement to get to, to put aside the differences and just get in and play a good show. Uh, meanwhile, then this is a good time to go back to the uh, you know the the. Doof and Perry stuff. I, I was blowing on the for a second. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, so, Vanessa shows up. Vanessa shows up. She sees this place. And, yeah, she, uh, surprised, as a surprise to no one, she is not pleased. Yeah. She, she is not Why, pleased. How possibly could she not be happy with this four-year-old's birthday party? Um, uh, but, you she's know, not happy. You, you also feel kind of bad for Doof because, like, yeah, like I said, she, she's not happy. She is not happy. No, but he tried. He tried. He, he really tried. Like he, he failed, but he tried. Yeah, I mean he's 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 out of, he's out of touch with you know what his daughter actually likes. Uh, now, the bigger problem is the fact that uh, he took her address book, which yeah yeah uh, let, 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 let the record show Vanessa is a teenager with an address book. Yeah, she's a sixteen year old with an address book with a boy named Johnny whose hearts are next to his name, uh, and Doofenshmirtz invited him to this birthday party, this, like, horrible kids party, and that and she's, like, the completely opposite style of it. Yeah, so, and you, you actually, you, you do feel a lot of sympathy towards Doof in this particular moment. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so, just like, uh, she's not the party, how could, well, he's like, we got the joy of launching our nemesis into the sky. At that point, uh, Perry breaks loose. Yeah. Uh, so, the... Uh, Doof and Perry begin fighting, and the rocket eventually does go off, but as it goes off, Doofenshmirtz actually gets his arm uh, caught in it, and he gets shot up, and the party uh, goes from, you know, this uh, stuffed animals everywhere in bright colors to this, like, green and dark color palette. You know, the stuffed animals have half their face burned off. It's like gothic nightmare. Yeah, but, you know, it's exactly what Vanessa was looking for. 
Yeah, just like the, like and like we see Johnny for the first time, who would go on to uh, come back in later episodes. Yep. And who looks like the total guy that Vanessa would be attracted to. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, before the rocket actually blows up, we should go back quick uh, to the boys' plot. So as there are hundreds and hundreds of people standing outside on their street and their uh, driveway, um, the love handle decides to go on. They start playing their biggest hit, snuck your way right into our heart, or snuck your way right into my heart, as... Uh, Linda and Candace are driving down the street and Linda gets out of the car and the spotlight goes right on her and they see Lawrence at the, the, the bottom of the stage welcoming her with like the burnt rose from the Love on the Run thing and you know this song is playing and we should talk about this song we talked about the other three this is an amazing song too this one's really good it's, it's, it's like the amalgamation of all like the 90s like Pop, pop romance ballads. Yeah, it's like it's like a very '90s ball, love ballad. It uh, is, but it's perfect. No, yeah, and and, and it's, that's what it tries to be, and it succeeds very well at doing that. Yeah, a hundred percent. So, uh, of course, uh, Linda and Lawrence start dancing to the song. There's the line again. Well, don't just stand there, man. Kiss her. But Ferb uh, says the same. Ferb says it. Yeah. Uh, Candace and Phineas have a nice moment where they just hug each other and hold each other as the song plays. So their thing was a huge success. And as Linda and Lawrence kiss, Doofenshmirtz blows into smithereens above them. The rocket turns out to be like a heart-shaped firework. Which, and, which by the way, before he blows up, before he blows up, he's just like, ah, wait, is that love handle? <laughs> which I yeah, think next. Curse you, Perry the Wait, is that love handle? Something that comes back repeatedly throughout the show. Yeah, well, yeah. This is the first episode we see Love Handle. Luckily, it's not the last. Oh, uh, th- yeah. L- thank, thankfully, it is not the last because these are like really some really good characters that they introduce. Yeah. Uh, through this one, so they blow up. Uh, the, the last, the last, uh, you know, the end credit, like the end credit singer, I guess what we can call it, is just him performing another song, which in and of itself is also very good, despite being shorter. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much where the episode ends. So yeah, that's uh, about it. Robert, uh, your final thoughts and your rating, one to five Perry's. I love this episode. This is my most rewatched episode ever. Uh, this is absolutely five out of five Perry's. The music has never been better. And in my opinion, I don't think there's another episode of the series that has as good a combination of as many brilliant songs as this one. Really? Uh, the Doofenshmirtz and Perry stuff is a little bit neglected, but it's still really, really good. We get Vanessa stuff. Uh, it's not neglected in the sense that like we... We just don't get a lot of it. Right, it's, and it's also it's also this is this is a phase of per episode from like yeah, the it's quality over quantity for the doof stuff. Lots of boy stuff. The music is amazing. The characters are amazing. The new ones and the old. Uh, we get to see Candace, Candace and Phineas and Verb team up. This is an incredible episode. Five out of five, hands down. Yeah, I mean, I, I love the music. I love the character, the character stuff. This this is uh, a lot of insight we get to both the mom and the dad because this is the one where this is the first one where they are like super prominently featured yep. uh the, mu- the music is great i love the introduction of love handle uh yeah the, the boys everything is episode clicks and for the first time on this show i'm giving this episode five out of five parries this one earned it it's fantastic i i like you i love this episode Finally, the first time i saw it um the first time i saw it i remember i saw from i ain't got rhythm till the end and oh, then yeah. I had to catch another time to see the like the beginning, the, the beginning all the way through, and I'm so happy I did because you're right. I love this episode. It's 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 great, 
it's definitely one of the best, not just of season one, of the entire show in general. So, uh-huh. yeah, definitely showcases what, definitely one of the episodes that showcases the best basic verb can be. Yeah, absolutely. This is a perfect episode. For sure. So, yeah, that's going to that's gonna do it for this one. Uh, Russell, uh, not Russell, <laughs> you should do the show with Russell. Uh, it's all right, man. Robert, you want to give your plug before we head out? Uh, yeah, you can find me personally on, uh, let's see, Twitter and Letterbox at how, uh, 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 what's Russell's last name? Howell's Hollywood Reviews. Reviews. Hollywood's <laughs> give ho- Russell's yeah. plugs for him. Then we'll give Russell's plugs. Howell's Hollywood Reviews. No, you can find me on Twitter and Letterbox at rbrtprkr98. That's my first and last name of all plus a year. If you have any death threats for me for giving out too many five out of fives, you can send them to Caleb Coho on Twitter at Caleb. K-A-L-E-B K-O-H-O if, if you have I death threats you have death threats period send them to Caleb Coho yeah Caleb. not just about me like just in general if you have like hate mail send it to Coho yeah send it to Coho um, <laughs> but yeah and then you can find me being a trivia champion all of the fan leagues of the Schmodown uh, these specifically at Full Metal Geek Full Metal Trivia and fandom fights at Multiplex Entertainment I don't know why you're saying you're on the Schmodown because you can find me on the Schmodown well, no, I'm saying fan leagues of the Schmodown oh, fan leagues, oh, fan leagues and the Schmodown I'm sorry I no I talk too quickly <laughs> okay good point uh, if I have a Twitter Instagram Chance underscore 91 check out my personal YouTube channel Chance to Credit check out my other podcasts my ones with Russell Howell uh, Notorious by Chance and Serious Study and yeah, check us check, uh, like, give us a share, give us a like, give us a subscribe, uh, give us a rating, whatever you whatever you listen to, however you listen to us. Uh, yeah, just uh, just thank you for listening to the show, and we will see you next time. For I usually have the next episode queued up, I can't remember what it is this time. Bye. We'll see you next time. We can't remember what it is. Can't remember what it is. Whatever it is, we'll be here. We'll be here next week. <laughs>